My biggest fear would be when the first comes and I don't get the rent. I found that my tenant had dumped concrete down my toilet. Can you believe Fair Housing fined me $5,000 for that? How do you onboard your tenants? What do you do? I don't even know if I do it right. If you're a landlord, don't just rent, rent perfect. The Rent Perfect Podcast with property expert and private investigator, David Pickron. Well, uh, Scott, if you're a landlord, don't just rent. Rent. Rent perfect. Perfect. Okay. Right. Hey, welcome to right. the podcast today, everybody. Welcome back. Uh, we've got Scott all the way up in Utah today, but uh, here at the Rent Perfect Podcast, we uh, we can work while we're on vacation a little bit too, right? That's right. That's right. Now, hey, I'm looking at your screen right now uh, for you mm-hmm. on the podcast. Sorry, you can't see this, but I don't recognize that home behind you right there. What? Uh, where yeah. are you at? So interesting, right? So I own a, we own a, a rental property across the street from where I'm at. Uh, but the opportunity came up. It's 4th of July weekend. And I could rent a home across the street from the home I own for less for about half of what I'm paying, what I'm collecting. So I moved out. I moved out for seven days. We're living across the street, making, uh, making double what I'm paying for the rent here. Oh, so right. it that, worked out. That is a typical investor story, right? Yeah, there, right, right. right, right. <laughs> Well, that's great. Uh, you know, we've uh, we've talked about the last few podcasts about uh, us investors and in facing a down economy that uh, we see on the horizon. And, yeah. uh, you know, the other day I was talking to somebody and they asked me just a very, very, just a really good question to think about right now. And, and it's a real simple question, uh, but I think it was one that we needed to kind of bat around and talk about. But it is pretty much, should we continue to invest? Is now the time to continue to invest? And, and it's kind of a hard question to answer, believe it or not, because I think if you were to say, hey, Dave, just give us a yes or no, I, I'd probably say based on, you know, buy low, sell high, probably no. But right. I can't get away from investing. I, I haven't turned off, you know, the research and the, the looking at properties and looking at deals of you. No, I mean, I, I, I'm actually looking harder right now because I'm, I'm looking for that diamond in the rough out there. Right, right. So they're a little harder to find right now, yep. but, um, you know, and then I was thinking after, after she asked me that question, I was thinking, what really is investing? Is it, is it signing on the dotted line and buying a property or is it just the whole way you kind of live your life and your whole mentality? Uh, in other words, I feel like I'm investing when I'm researching, right? When I'm looking yeah. at properties, when, uh, so if you were to ask me the question, you know, should we quit investing? Maybe you might not be pulling the triggers often right now as, uh, as you could, but you right. still need to be in the game looking at opportunities out there. Right. If we define investing as only the time that we're actually doing the deal, you know, that then we're shortcutting ourselves. I think you're right. I mean, right now is the time to research, to look at things, you know, really analyze things a little bit more, see where we're at. That makes you an investor, but you're also investing, right? Because you don't buy every property you look at. Uh, I kind of do. No, Not yet. <laughs> I, I want do. to. <laughs> yeah. But for the most part, I mean, we look, right. you might look at five or 10 properties yeah. before you buy one. Now, now you might look at 10 or 20 properties instead of five right. or 10, right. but you're still looking. You're I agree. Still looking. And yep. you could, you know, you know, there are strategies right now on where do I put my money in a safe position to get ready for, mm-hmm. you know, maybe some, uh, some investment opportunities in the future. Uh, we'll talk about that in the next few podcasts, uh, different ways you can, you can just kind of put your money in a safe spot. Um, you know, I mean, I went as crazy, Scott, and you know this, but I went as crazy as I bought 20 dumpsters. Like, you right. know where you fill garbage up, but 20 dumpsters I invested into a company, a dumpster company, and 
and they're going to pay me a, a great return to, you know, give them. And, hey, it's metal. It might not be gold or silver, but it's metal. Right. And, uh, and I don't hopefully, think. Hopefully nobody's living in them. <laughs> well, you know, hey. as long as I get my money, I guess I don't care what they're doing. Right. <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, but you know, that dumpster's a decent asset. I mean, so it gets dinged up a little bit. No one cares, right? But, uh, right. you know, is that investing? Yeah, absolutely, 100%. Am I out buying homes right now this week or last week? No. No, I'm, I'm starting to see the homes coming down a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but there's a point where I'm going to say, okay, I think that's low enough to go. So, right. So as an investor... I think a successful vest investor is looking two months out to the future, four months, a year, two years. It's all yeah, about the future, yeah, you're, right? It's forecast. You're forecasting. Yeah. Exactly. And and I don't think you're ever going to buy at the absolute low, and I don't think you're ever going to sell at the absolute high. Um, here's an example. I wanted to unload some of our properties this year. I saw it just getting totally crazy. We were selling them you know, twenty, thirty, forty thousand dollars over asking price. Right. It's just when it doesn't make sense, it's all soon gonna be coming to an end. Just keep that in mind in the next future yep. cycles. When when you're dealing with stuff that doesn't make sense, it's almost over. The problem is is with taxes is I didn't want to unload all of my properties because it takes me now there's a long term capital gains on many of them, but mm-hmm. I didn't want all that income coming in at the at the same time. And have to deal with that. And so in a way, I couldn't have sold a ton of properties even at the height of it because right. Uncle Sam wanted, wanted a lot of that money. You know what I mean? Right. Yep. So, I mean, you could make an argument that capital gains are going up to 20, 25% and it is better to sell right now. I mean, that's just your own situation and what you feel that, uh, you know, what's going to happen. In, once again, what's going to happen in a year, two years right. down the road. Yep. So. Um, as a real estate agent, Scotty, give me some uh, give me some ideas about if you're an investor right now and you're selling or buying or what what would you advise people? Well, I look at the numbers, right? I mean, you always have to look at the numbers and kind of see. Uh, I always I always say let those statistics kind of speak for themselves. So we know that in in 2021 rent rents were up about almost 12 percent. Projection for 2022 is that rents are going to be up about 8%. So over the last two years, a 20% bump is pretty healthy, right? But all the stuff I'm looking at from the Federal Reserve, National Association, National Association of Realtors, uh, the guys that are movers and shakers in our world, in, our, in, in this industry, they're still buying, I think. Okay, You look at this and say, okay, home prices are up. Uh, about, you're going to be up about 7% this year. Okay, so we're not, I mean, everybody's worried about flatlining, but I think, no, I think what we're doing is, like you mentioned, that forty to $50,000 over that people were paying mm-hmm. was unrealistic, right? That wasn't what the house was really worth. So as the as the market kicks back down, okay, we're going to be up, and, but we're not going to be up 100%, you know, 80, 90%. Right, we might be up right. 7 So, you know, they're saying 7% over the next 12 months. Okay. And then 2% annually over the next five years. So there's still growth in buying homes. But when they look at rental outlooks over the next 12 months, we're talking about an, uh, an 11% bump. So there's a four, four and a half percent gap there between what housing prices are going to do versus rental prices. So rental prices are still going to outgain those, those house price gains. And uh, over the next five years, those are projected to continue that rental, that rental, that gap there is continued is, is projected to still continue to grow and grow and grow. So there still is some growth side on the rental side. Yeah, but um, we've been a little spoiled the last two, three, four years. Absolutely. You know, the appreciation yeah. rate has been amazing. Yeah. And, you know, 
being a national podcast, we obviously, every situation is different. My friends out in Cleveland, Ohio, didn't mm-hmm. see the big bump in their house prices. Mm-hmm. You know, those of us in Florida, Arizona, California, always, uh, Colorado, you know, we've seen this big, big bump where we're putting offers in and people are coming in twenty, thirty, forty thousand dollars $40,000 over, if not more, on, mm-hmm. these, on these homes. It's just what we're used to. It's actually going to be kind of nice to come back down, be able to look at a few properties, make a few decisions, and not just have this this craziness out there. Um, yeah, well, I think we too have to, we have to get back into the mindset of I'm willing to make money, like the old school investor, right? I'm willing to make 3 or 4% a year. Like we've seen in the last couple of years, making 30, 40, 50 percent right. jumps right. in appreciation. Right. That that those are unrealistic, unsustainable numbers. But when we look at the numbers like our old school numbers and say, I'd be happy with a five percent, five percent gain every year over the next five years, that'd be amazing. Well, they're they're really good for my own personal pop, pocketbook, those big numbers. Um sure. if I if I'm in the market, but it's really not healthy for society. I mean, yeah. we just we're going to leave people behind and it's going to, you know, we might have a very, you know, a few good neighborhoods around, but everything else is going to be people that are struggling, you know, uh, homeless. We need to, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, we can't grow too fast. We got to kind of raise everybody a little bit and, uh, and make sure that, that we have that. I think what you said there was key because you said, if I'm in the market, those were great. Right. Right. If I was was already an owner in the market, great. But if I'm an investor looking to get into it right now, I might be a little bit hesitant, but there still is some promise out there for more normalized numbers. Absolutely. Um, and if you're asking me, am I selling anything? No, I'm not selling anything. Now, I'm not going to think that I'm going to get a 10, 20% appreciation bump this year or next year, but I'll take my three, five, seven yeah. percent. And, you know, plus the rent that's coming in that's paying the mortgage and maybe, you know, three, four hundred dollars in uh, yeah. cash flow. And then I'll continue to work my short-term rentals. You see anything, anything coming on with short-term rentals at all that uh, if you hold those, you should be worried about? No, I think short-term rentals, uh, what, some of the stuff I'm reading is we're really looking at short-term renters are more than likely going to turn into long-term tenants right now just because of the market, right? Because it's it's going to be hard for them to get into a house and it might be even, even harder for them to buy their own home. So those guys that are short-term, maybe three, six months, we look at, and I think you've had a personal experience recently where you've got a short-term rental that you kind of went, you know, let's, let's look at what my portfolio looks like and can yeah. I turn them into a long-term renter? Well, rents were so high at, at one of the properties that I have, I was presented with, listen, I'll pay you your short-term rental rate and I'll take it for three years. So, you know, usually yeah. on, uh, on those properties, I was uh, out probably, I don't know, a month or two a year in between people coming and leaving. And now when I'm talking short-term rentals, I'm not talking vacation rentals mm-hmm. on the weekends. I'm talking about people in between homes three to six months, traveling nurses, stuff like that, furnished. Right. Um, I, I said, sure, great. I'll sign a three-year lease with you on a, you know, more of a short-term project and turn you into a long-term rental if you want to pay me, you know, those kind of prices. And uh, But, you know, for them, that's about what rents were nowadays. So it wasn't anything that was a big deal for them either on the other side. So, right. yeah, you might see some of those uh, short-term furnished rentals, um go back into the long-term rental market too. Um, Short-term, I'm going to call them vacation rentals, weekend type of things. How do you see see those going forward? Do you have any idea if you think those are going to be? I I mean, as as an owner of some, right, I I see they're they're great still. Uh, You know, people, even if people are still a little bit homebound and um, kind of working from home, having these short-term vacation rentals for me is a great deal because I think people still want to get away. Um, and they might be getting away locally, right? right. Like let's keep 30 minutes to the mountains or 30 minutes away and, and almost a staycation, but not. 
Um, so I still think those have some, some great value in them. Right. So the right opportunity for me about two hours out of Phoenix up into the mountains, the escape, I'm still looking for those. Um, and I'll even pay a little bit more maybe than, than someone who wants to move into it full time because they do, they are so lucrative on the weekends, but I'm a big believer that, uh, short-term rentals that are those, those short-term vacation or short, um, drive vacations, I should say. I think they're going to get super popular as you look at, you know, these airlines and people getting canceled, you know, airlines and, and expensive gas. And it's just, I mean, a family of four to go on vacation nowadays is just, it's an enormous amount of money. Yeah. And and even though gas is, is high, Hey, throw a tank of gas in a hundred bucks, get everybody up to the mountains, you know, or two hours outside of a metro area, and let's just go play and games and go on hikes and, and have a good time together. So I still yeah, think versus that, a, yeah versus a five hundred dollar plane ticket times four kids and yeah yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. So I still think that uh, that's the direction that I'm kind of focusing on right now. So really, the question is: is should we still be investing? Um, yeah, but it's just going to be a little bit uh, more work, a little bit more mm-hmm. research. Um, but you know. I come back to this. When do you make your money? Do you make it when you buy it or do you make it when you sell it? You make it when you sell it, typically. Okay, you put it in your pocket when you sell when it. When you cash it. Yeah, that's when yeah, you cash it. You put it in your you pocket buy, yeah. when you sell it. But think about this. If you didn't buy it at a low rate, there's nothing to put in your pocket when you sell it, right? Yeah. So I'm excited, actually, to see this economy correct itself a little bit because I know it brings opportunity. Um, I was at a, a RIA a while ago and a guy stood up and, and they said, Hey, has anybody done any deals in the last month? And he raised his hand. He said, Hey, I tried to, I put in eight offers, didn't get any, but I tried to. And everybody stood up and gave him like a standing ovation for even trying. <laughs> we cannot, we cannot, um, continue as investors with the, with, with it going up the economy, the way that it was, right. it's got to come down for us. So, you know, as I go around and speak to people and they're a little down, about what's coming. I'm like, listen, this is opportunity coming. Just make sure you can get to some money when yep. you need it. Cause that's going to be the key right there. <clears throat> it's not that, that there's going to be no deals on the table. It's going to be, can you get the money to get the deal? Is a bank going to loan to you? Do you have cash in your, in your IRA? Do you have a, you know, whole life policy? You can uh, insurance policy. You can, you know, Loan against, I, mean, things, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's really going to be about getting liquid right now in a way and having access to funds. So when those deals do come, you can jump on them quick, but there's a lot of money to be made in the future. So if you're not investing today, get ready to invest tomorrow. And, uh, and I'm excited for it. Yeah, me too. Awesome. Hey, one more thing I want to discuss. Um, if you have to sell right now, Scott, if you have to sell, what do you think uh, a good strategy is if you have to sell? Um, I mean, really it, it's, it's so unique to each market. Right. But if I, if I'm saying I'm, I'm going to sell right now, uh, price it right. Like, okay. I mean, location, 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 right. But, but really right now it's, it's about pricing. It's about pricing it where you're not, you know, buyers are, buyers don't want to be gouged. They're getting gouged at the pump every couple of days for some people. Right. So people just want to be, people want a fair deal. And so I think, you know, if you price it right, you price it fair. Um, one of the things I love right now too is, hey, if I've got a four bedroom home, I might market it as a three bedroom home plus an office because so many people are working from home nowadays. And so it's really kind of looking at the thing and say, or, you know, hey, I'm gonna upgrade some technology stuff in my home that I'm gonna be selling 
because people are working at home and they need better internet connections. They need better, and they need a room that can kind of escape from. So, right. right. So, so maybe highlighting high speed cable internet, you know, instead of like, a, you know, not to knock a CenturyLink or kind of like a, a phone company that offers, right. I mean, you need some, some better communication to the outside world. You know, I think right now that if you, I'm looking at all the home prices here in, uh, in Phoenix and not to keep talking about Phoenix, it's just what I know. But if you're in a market like Phoenix, you know, we were putting them on the, uh, our houses out on the market at what we thought was the, the market value. And people were really buying homes with the market value two and three months down the road. In other words, they're offering us over asking. Well, now, right. that, the, now that those trends are coming down, and we still have people with big eyes. I still p- see people, you know, will put up a, a two thousand square foot home in certain neighborhoods for like six fifty. It's probably worth five twenty five right now. But there's mm-hmm. there's these these people that are just a little late in the game. These homeowners that think their homes are worth more than it is, and they they put it up. And I, I look at those pr- prices right now, and I'm like, that will drop. That will drop in the next week or two. I just know it will. I'm sure the real estate agent's going, yeah, we've kind of missed that. Right. We've missed that bubble right now. Well, so, I, I get, I'm, I'm sure you, David, too, I've subscribed to some things where I see where, you know, six months ago, everything I said was price increase, but now I'm seeing every every property that I get emailed to me, 10000 $25,000 yeah. price. Yeah. And it doesn't mean that that house is worth less. It just means that house is correcting back to what it's actually worth. Exactly. Exactly. So if you're if you're putting your price up high right now and then you're having to reduce it while home prices are falling, you're going to be chasing. Think about this. If you priced it fairly today and sold it and or or you chased it and didn't sell it for six months and then sold it six months down the road, you're probably better off discounting it a little bit today because the value in six months is going to be less than your your discount today. And so. Um, if you're selling right now, I wouldn't get too greedy right now, not in a, in a market where things are, are going down. Um, I'd, I'd get rid of the product right now if that's if you have to have to sell. I don't have to sell. I'm not going to sell. I'm waiting for the next uh, cycle to come, and there'll right. just be more money on the table. So, yep. Scotty, the reality is, is I don't know whether to say we're investing right now or not. I, myself, am. It's just who I am. It's who I wake up, and it's who I, where I go to bed. I'm just mm-hmm. in that world. It would be kind of weird for me to not to think like an investor. I don't know what that would even look like, you know. Right. <laughs> but but the deals are few and far between, so it's the old adage of buy low, sell high. Right now things are coming down. Maybe it's just a time to position yourself to get that next deal. It might be a month. It might be six months. It might be two years, but be ready for it. So continue yep. to keep that investor hat on, and until next time, continue to rent perfect.